Hey guys, Benny here from uh, 8-Bit. Uh, welcome to this episode of the 8-Bit Cast. Um, this is going to be a little bit of a different episode. We're, I'm trying something new. It's an idea I come up with during the year, um, especially after my last 8-Bit Cast where I had the NPC boys on. Um, I'm tentatively calling this the 8-Bit Cocktail Club, so I'd love to get some feedback on that name. But what's happening is I'm just going to catch up with some people from our 8-Bit community, um, whether it's a creator within 8-Bit or a member of the community, um, and just sit down, have a chat, have a drink, uh, enjoy some stories together, and just catch up on life. Um, Basically, this year's been pretty rough because of COVID, so it's hard for us all to catch up in person these days. We can't travel, we can't go to bars, things like that. Thankfully, here in Australia, a lot of that's opening back up for us. But you know, don't get to have packs this year, don't get to see friends. So it's it's just a nice idea to have like a, a drink with some friends and just catch up and talk 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 the shit really. Um, again, we go into a little bit more detail in this in the episode, uh, but. On this episode, we have uh, Andrew Natoli from The Inconsolables joining me. Uh, we enjoy ourselves a New York Sour. Now, if, if you don't know what New York Sour is, it's basically a whiskey sour with a red wine float on top. So if you want, you can maybe make yourself one and enjoy listening to this while drinking a New York Sour yourself uh, of an, a weekend afternoon, especially now that we're coming into summer. It's a great idea to have a nice cool drink in the afternoon. Um just helps you relax before the evening so uh yeah i'll include the recipe in the show notes uh on that note uh this was recorded on november the 6th i believe um unfortunately my mother went into hospital just recently straight after this so it was taking me so long to get this intro together for you guys but uh all's good she's well uh she's back at home and on the mend um and this episode's coming out to you guys now uh so yeah, let's let's get into it. Uh, so again, Andrew from the Inconsolables. Uh, find him on Twitter at Calgar. You can find me on Twitter at the Spawny Thirteen. Um, follow Eight Bit at We Are Eight Bit. Uh, check out the Patreon if you haven't already subscribed. You'll get this episode a whole two weeks earlier if you're on the Eight Bit Patreon. Just saying, it's only going to cost you a buck. Also, check out our store at We Are. Oh, sorry, We Are Eight Bit And shout out to our Patreon producers who do get the show an extra two weeks early. Aaron L, Beck Zagas, Ben Smith, Colin Sparling, Dan Van Booker, Jared Howard, Liam Hart, Logan Wilkinson, Nathan Tilly, Laurie, Peets, and also Andrew Natoli, who is our guest. So without further ado, guys, let's get into the show. We're going to talk some whiskey sour, some D&D, some Axe Throne. So yeah, enjoy. joys of podcasting man oh, oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> at least at least it's not zoom we've got that button that actually tinkers with your entire system settings you gotta turn it off before oh, you... it's and it, like every time there's a windows update i find that the recording like the control of the microphone gets changed again like i've just watched oh. mine just jump up back up to like 80 90 and i've got it normally have it set to like 65 well that's fun yeah, yeah, really annoying. So I think Windows is taking over again, <laughs> as always with computers, man. Joys yeah. of being a PC master race. It's like, oh, Windows, oh, I'm just going to do what I want to do, and uh, you can yeah. just suffer the consequences. Yeah, uh, lovely. Shit. Awesome, man. Well, let's get into it, eh? Um, yeah, what exactly are we going to talk about, or is it just... Well, that's that's the thing, like, because I've come up with the pot idea for this thing, and... I'm not even going to do an intro, so we're just we're already started as far as. Oh, I'm in that case, hi, hi. <laughs> <laughs> so hi everyone. Um, but yeah, like the concept for this like podcast really was it, it came about back in June uh, when I recorded uh, an eight bit cast with the couple of NPC boys. It was oh, just yeah. a cool, relaxed chat and everything like that. We're in the height of COVID too back then as well. Um, we we still are obviously um, with COVID still carrying on, but. Back then, it was a lot more serious here in Australia, and it was one of those things where the idea came to me after that, where 
like we don't get to catch up we no one gets to hang out and catch up and chat anymore or just go to the bar and have a drink and things like that yeah thankfully a lot of states now in australia are, are starting to relax those rules and we get to enjoy the company of others but the interstate travel is still very difficult pax has been cancelled this year so all these wonderful people that i know and love in the community i don't get to see i don't get to hang out with and pax was our one time of the year that we all get together and hang out and uh so that was where that started from and then i've come up with the idea for us all enjoying a cocktail together because what better way to catch up over drinks you well, know and like uh, let's have a drink and have something fun so cheers first of all cheers hold as we both hold yeah. up our distinctive glasses to the camera mm. oh that is fruity now for it those is, wondering what we are drinking today we are drinking a new york sour which, Andrew, you happen to choose. I should actually introduce my guest. Andrew <laughs> Natoli, better known as Calga from The Inconsolables. This is how well-planned this thing is. I'm really shooting from the hip, so you got no, to bear with that's me. that's fair. It's just like, yeah, you're ready to record Because I want this, this to be I'm as like, casual yeah, cool. as properly, po- possible. I really want this to be the most relaxed conversation podcast chat ever. I don't want this to be over-the-top thinking about it. I want us to just go in, let's just do it, let's have fun. And the most but, thinking yeah. thing was figuring out the drink itself. That was it. That's the only preparation we've we've put into this thing is how to drink and what to drink. Um, yeah, pretty much. But Andrew uh, from the Inconsolables, man, how are you? How have you been? Yeah, I'm doing all right. I mean, this yeah? year's this year's been a bit of a garbage fire for everyone. I think. It has, and um, I've had some personal stuff happen month like month or two ago. But you know, mm. kind of past it. And good yeah. again now. So yeah, I, I I keep asking like I try and take stay in touch with a lot of people. Uh, these days because of everything that's going on and I, I assume you do the same as well um, yeah it's it, it's tricky to keep up with everyone and then worry about your own mental health as well I find and especially with everything else going on yeah that's it's interesting right because it's like trying to keep up with everybody and there's always a gap like there are people you do miss like we haven't had mm. as much of a chance to chat no since, since no. PAX even I think yeah outside of the occasional late bit call but um, even then like I think I find a lot of the time I fall into that gap myself. It's just like, okay, mm. I need a day or two to rest. And then I'm like, okay, yeah. I've actually blocked out last weekend to do nothing. And then that didn't happen because it never does. Yeah. No, it never does. <laughs> never does. Yeah. Never does. And that, that's kind of the same with me for this weekend. I was like, oh, I'm going to just kind of just chill out this weekend. No, I'm going to do this show because I want to do this. I've been sitting on this idea for months on end and it's like, I've got to get into it and get done. And I, I, I yeah, want to just sure. do this. And, and like, you were actually one of my first choices uh, to do this with. Oh, awesome. um, it, was, it was you and another member of the APIC community. Um, and we just had some scheduling and trying to organize it with this other person. Um, I actually wanted to do three of us together. Um, but just scheduling was a little bit difficult for this other person. So we'll, we'll catch up with them soon and, and maybe do another episode if, if this goes all right. And it seems to be reasonably successful. Um, so we'll definitely get in there and do some more. Um, but... I wanted to chat to you because I've been on the Inconsolables podcast once, but it was the one episode where you were over in the States. Yeah. So we, we a... never actually really crossed paths in any content together. And I was like, well, who can I do something with? Well, I haven't done anything with Natoli. I should try and do something <laughs> with him. Right? He's a yeah, cool dude. I, was... I like the guy. I'd love to do some content with him. Yeah, cheers. I was thinking about that earlier because I'm just like, mm. yeah, you were on our show, but it was during, yeah, I'd spent a month in the States and yeah. that was back when our show was three people. We hadn't recruited Mrs. Lalante yet. That's correct. So um, so what we did was, um, well, I guess the others can take credit for it more than me, but they kind of organized mm. their guests each week to kind of not have it drop back to two people. Yep. And so it's like, it was interesting hearing the different dynamics for that month, but I'm just like listening to it while on planes going between states and stuff. <laughs> but it's just like, I didn't get to chat with any of these people. This sucks. <laughs> yeah. oh, well, at least we're making up for lost yeah. time now, because that was a couple of years ago as well. So yeah, it's, we really are so. making up for lost time at the moment. But like, the other thing is I wanted to ask, because I did ask you to choose the drink that we're going to drink today. Oh, yes. Um, now, it's... It, it, is pure coincidental that I wanted to do a podcast where we're drinking cocktails around the same time that you also started, you know, making regular cocktails yourself. Yeah, that was that was kind of just random timing. <laughs> it really was. It, pure coincidence is not anything like that because I thought about this in June and I asked you probably around 
the end of July if you'd be interested in it. And you're like saying, that, oh, yeah. yeah, I'm making painkillers and things like this now. And then I've been watching you just every week making new um, you know, cocktails one. and things like that. On stream, yeah. Um, it was interesting because it was a roundabout when you'd asked was um, my, my work. We were organizing a end of financial year party. And mm-hmm. that, that kept getting pushed because COVID. So it's like, push it, push it, push it. Eventually, it just became a, um, a Zoom party. So we just had, yep. a, had a call. But um, the boss sent out a, a care package to everyone. And um, her partner actually trains bartenders. So oh, cool. as part of as part of what we were doing these, she's just like, Oh yeah, we'll get um we'll get him to teach us a couple of cocktails. So in the care package there was like a small tequila, a few uh, custom syrups he'd made, some salt, a small um some what else? There was some rum. So he taught us how to make a margarita and an old fashioned. And it was one of those things it's just like even if you don't have cocktail gear, you can do this mm. in a mason jar, you don't need to have fancy gear. Yeah. So I just, you know, made a margarita using a jar and then gone, this is fun. I want to learn more. Yeah. <laughs> and it just yeah. kind of happened to line up timing wise. Yeah, it was, yeah, it's just straight, really strange coincidence. And then, yeah, I was just watching it and I was like, man, we really need to start like a cocktail club or something like this because this is a really cool yeah. idea and this is really fun. And it's kind of morphed into something that I'm hoping to continue doing and like, I'm hoping to get more people from 8-Bit on to do this sort of thing. Um, whether it's more members of the Inconsolables, uh, any of the other podcasts from Movie Boys, you name it. Just get some people and just have a cool chat, just chill out and have a drink. Um, so, yeah, we did mention that it is the New York Sour that we're drinking. Yes. Now, is there a particular reason why you chose the Sour? Um, again, coincidence. But, coincidence? Um, initially, the thing is, so this the New York Sour is basically a whiskey sour with a float of red wine. Mm-hmm, and... Mm-hmm. I Trust me, I can taste that red wine. Ooh. Yeah, I actually hate red wine. Um, <laughs> Fair when, enough, I'm not a wine drinker either. Yeah, and <laughs> when I was um, when I was looking at you know different co- cocktails to start learning before I before I'd gone and just bought a bunch of spirits to give me options, I'm just kind of like, mm. okay, uh, I was watching a lot of How to Drink and a lot of Steve the Bartender, yeah, uh, both on YouTube and um, in particular there was like one video. It's just like here are a bunch of easy sours to learn on the mm. how to drink channel and one of them the, the first one he did was a new york sour but i've looked at that and gone okay but i don't like red wine and i kind of don't want to go buy red wine if this doesn't work yeah. for me yeah and then coincidentally we had um some friends over the other week to watch the um, new japan g1 final oh nice <laughs> <laughs> and um my partner had one of her friends over just to retain her sanity while we're watching wrestling Yep. And, and her friend brought red red wine and I was making cocktails for everyone. So I'm just like, oh, well, I have everything else for it. So I can now try it. Why not? Yeah. Without buying the wine. Because that way, if I don't like the cocktail, I'm not buying wine and having a bottle that's just going to go to waste there. Yeah. And yeah, I, perfect. And I ended up really liking the drink. So I was like, crap, now I've got to start buying red wine. Yeah, well, that's it. Like the, Today was definitely the first bottle of wine I've bought in I don't know how long. Um, I actually have a funny red wine story, and it goes back to my youth, to being 18 years old. Oh, this is uh, good. Yeah, exactly. You can already tell where it's going. <laughs> um, so, when I was 18, I was actually living in Finland as an exchange student. Now, the drinking laws in Finland are a little bit different to the rest of Europe. Now, everyone knows, like, in I think, like, in Italy, you can drink from, like, when you're 14. Uh, don't quote me on any of these liquor like drinking laws but we are not like the drinking laws are a little bit more lax in europe let's just put it that way in finland not so much it's actually a little bit different so when you turn 18 you can legally drink but you cannot purchase anything that's over 21 percent alcohol until you are 21 oh okay yeah so so that basically takes all spirits off the table yeah so yeah, you get your beers. They didn't have a lot of premixes. I, I don't know what's like now because we're talking twenty years ago now. Yeah. Um, showing my age, uh, but <laughs> you know they didn't have a lot of premixes or anything like that available. So really, your options were beer and wine, and whatever spirits you could maybe get someone that was a little bit older than you to purchase. Um, so like friends that had older brothers and sisters, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. Um, so one particular house party that we organized, I decided to buy a couple of bottles of red wine, as you do, and I enjoyed them to myself, as you do, and proceeded oh, yeah. to projectile vomit all over the deck. <laughs> as you do. Oh, as you do, when you're 18 <laughs> and stupid with 
copious amounts of really bad cheap red wine in your gut because you're 18 you don't have a lot of money so you're not buying the good stuff <laughs> i mean you're so, <laughs> you, you don't have money and i'd argue that like having not really drunk much of that before you wouldn't have had taste no. either <laughs> no knowledge. no because you learn really quickly that drinking those sorts of drinks um fast and on poor diets and things like that that you are when you're 18 and learning still learning how to drink properly uh it comes back to haunt you so (laughs) that was really my last time of purchasing red wine i've had the occasional glass with a dinner or something like that when i've been out with friends or whatever but other than that i'm not a red wine drinker at all yeah Uh, i'll typically even go down to like water or something before going to red wine because just because i hate the taste that much but in Mm. the new york sour it's kind of weird and that like it takes the edge off the whiskey and vice versa it does it does because I can taste both the red wine and the whiskey sour, and it really does take the edge off. It's like, kind of like drinking like a sour ball. Yeah, I guess. Like, you know, sour ball candy, you get that real sour mm. f- taste in it, but it's got that little bit of sweetness to it as well, which I think is what's coming from the very fruity red wine. Now, I kind of want to tell the people listening, like, what we're actually, like, what's actually how in the New York sour. Yeah. And how so to that's... make it. So, now, the recipe I went off, very very simple recipe was two ounces rye whiskey uh one ounce fresh lemon juice three quarters of an ounce of simple syrup and half an ounce of red wine is what i used now an ounce for those that don't know it's about 30 mil um and so it's it's about your typical shot really yeah it's about 30 mil that's it's about a shot an australian shot not an american shot for our overseas listeners (laughs) your shots are ridiculous they're huge um but uh Rye whiskey. So that was the other thing. I had to sit there and think, what's a rye whiskey? And then I realized, oh, it's American whiskey and bourbon, basically. Yeah. So your Jack Daniels, your Jim Beams, they're, you know, a bullet bullet bourbon, I think, falls under that category as well. Yep, I use um, the bullet rye myself in this one. Yeah, so. yeah. So I I, um, I bought a bottle of Jack Daniels specifically for this because I don't drink a lot of Jack Daniels. I'm not really a big bourbon drinker either. Yeah, um, fair enough. And that's more a taste thing. Um, so I bought a bottle of that for this as well. So basically, what you do when you've got all your ingredients is you take everything except the red wine. Now, you, a egg white is usually a traditional part of a whiskey sour, not required for the New York sour, so you, you can save yourself a little bit of prep. Uh, so you take all your ingredients, you put it all in a shaker with some ice, give it a good shake for about 30 seconds, pour it into your glass, it's already, which has got some fresh ice, strain it into your glass with fresh ice, I should say. Yeah, uh, Serve it. it. Yep, make sure you strain it. <laughs> uh, and then also, um, once you've done that, so you take your half ounce of red wine, so your half a shot, and you take a spoon, a teaspoon, or a, you could go a tablespoon if you prefer, and hold it over the top of the glass, like just above the, uh, the drink, and pour it over the top of the back of the teaspoon, and it'll create a nice little float for the red wine. So something pretty simple and looks actually pretty cool i'm gonna post some photos of this one that i made myself later on because i got that float nice yeah Um, something i found is that like any layered drink with the float just looks cooler than anything else oh hell yeah just by default yeah and that's the thing like so if you learning like uh, mixology and things like that you can learn how to do floats and what what actually sits and what you know what drops down to the bottom of the drink and when to add it and things like that so something that you're, you yourself, I'm sure, are learning as well as me because I've, I've started dabbling in it just to come up with this kind of podcast idea I'm running. Yeah. Um, is there any other floats that you've tried recently? or There's one that I had my entire... Well, well it's not my entire Discord, but some, some people mm. on my Discord suggested I try making uh, a drink called a duck fart. A duck uh, fart? <laughs> yeah, and that's because of the whole duck theming of my Twitter. The duck thing, yeah. Um, and that's just a layered shot, though. Um, oh, okay. And it's actually not that. It's um, it's Kahlua and uh, Kahlua, Bailey's, and whiskey in yep. that in that order, and just equal parts Ooh. in a shot. Nice, and, nice, and just creates yeah. that nice little yeah, layered you get shot. That nice layered shot, and um, I mean, you get your kind of milky coffee mixture with just a heat of whiskey <laughs> along with Ooh, it. Yeah. So so it's kind of like an Irish coffee in a shot glass. Pretty much, yeah. nice nice well the other one i've been trying recently and one i've tried in the past obviously being the old tequila sunrise which is 
pretty simple drink. It's orange juice with tequila, and then you take some red grenadine, which is basically just red cordial, and you pour it against the side of the glass so it falls down to the bottom of the drink, and it creates oh, a little yeah. sunrise effect. Very, very simple. Uh, you can do the same sort of thing with... Um, uh, uh, what's the blue stuff? Uh, blue curacao. Curacao, thank you. Escape, escape me. Yeah. You can do the same thing because it'll actually sit... If you pour it against the side of the glass, it'll roll down the side of the glass to the bottom and sit at the bottom. So, yeah, there's some really cool ideas you can do there for drinks and layers, and they just look cool. Yeah. You know? It's, it's and that's the ones you want... Trying to balance between something that tastes amazing and then just looks cool. And yeah. sometimes they're at odds with each other, but... Yeah, 100%. Yeah. <laughs> but, yeah, that's the thing. Like, making a cocktail that looks cool. I think having a drink that looks cool is n- probably about 80% of a cocktail as well. Well, yeah. Because you, you just know? look at it and it's like, yeah, that looks delicious. It Any looks more. delicious. And it looks cool that you're drinking it. And that's I think that's part of the fun of drinking cocktails as well. Uh, especially given the price you pay for it, you want it to look good. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And that's yeah. the other side. It's like making them at home. It's like, yeah, this is like a $14 drink that I've just like made in a minute and a half's effort. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it doesn't take a hell of a lot it's, to make. It's just getting the ingredients together is the hardest part of making these drinks. Yeah. Now I've just got like yeah. this cupboard full of random spirits that I've just claimed. <laughs> I've claimed a shelf yeah well that's it like and that's one of the things i've been doing lately as well like i've already had like a spirits cupboard basically i had a a sideboard table uh in my living room which uh it's got two cupboard doors underneath it one's for my and forgive me for those listening but i am a queenslander so i'm allowed to like this but i've got a cupboard (laughs) specifically for my bundaberg rum collection um sure I, i won't i'm trying not to judge yeah, I mean, you, you're going to judge me regardless, but I am from Queensland. Yeah, it, it's our it's, state drink, essentially. Besides it, it's Forex, and I'd rather be known for drinking rum, uh, Bundy rum than Forex. It comes to the territory. Exactly. Um, but I do have, like, a collection of, like, really rare and expensive bottles of Bundy um, and things like that uh, that I've collected over the years. And then in the other cupboard, on the other side of it, I've, I've got all the spirits that I've collected over the years, so tequilas, Baileys, um, uh, white rums, whiskies any sort of drink that you know vodkas anything else that i've collected over the years i've gone oh, i'll just try this out or whatever and if you know it's just been put in the cupboard i might not have just pulled it out for years i went yeah. rummaging through it and i went oh shit i've got jagermeister i didn't know that um <laughs> so nice. yeah yeah so i've collected that but the other thing i've noticed that i'm doing now especially to start making all these cool drinks is i'm collecting glassware yeah, that's someone I haven't quite started yet because I'm just like, okay, I've got to figure out which ones I'm going to start on. Mm. And then it's like, okay, I'm going to prioritize getting the spirits and the ingredients first because yep. having a fancy glass and nothing to put in it isn't, there's no point. Yeah, it's kind and of I, a waste, isn't it? Yeah. And I've got like, you know, a couple of Jack Daniels whiskey glasses and things that they're good enough for a, some basic stuff. And Well, that's it. Like, I'm using a whiskey glass now. And I didn't realize the ingredients would fill it all the way to the top for this so i was like oh maybe i could have used my bloody newtonic glasses that i got maybe <laughs> today so that was one other thing i did this morning was i was like okay i'm gonna expand my glass collection so i bought uh, two new whiskey glasses to replace the cheapy shitty ones that i had um i've got two tonic glasses and a couple of highball cocktail oh, yeah. glasses as well um just to beef up the glass collection I inherited some margarita glasses the other weeks from my parents because they're like, well, we don't drink margaritas. Here, you have them. <laughs> nice. <laughs> I was like, sweet. Um, and I bought some martini glasses because I, I learned how to make espresso martinis just recently as well. Yeah, I learned and that one recently too. It's It's dangerous easy. because it's so easy and it's so tasty. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I, I, I learned like, the other week that if I did one one pod worth of sh- in, in the Nespresso machine that makes four yep. espresso martinis and I'm just like oh wow I'm just like oh one of the long shot pods anyway mm, and I'm just mm. like I can't really make these all that often then because Shay doesn't like coffee alcohol drinks which means if I do a shot of coffee either I'm having three quarters of a coffee and an espresso martini or I'm having some combination of that <laughs> yeah yeah it'd probably end up being what, four espresso it martinis will, it really. will end up being four espresso martinis absolutely yep. Yep. And then I won't yep. sleep. You'll not sleep, no. No, that's... that's. Well, as they quote, uh, apparently the person that invented it, when he was asked by the model that asked him to make a drink for her, uh, she said, I want something that will uh, wake me up and then fuck me up. <laughs> Which is yeah. exactly what an espresso yeah, martini right. is. 
<laughs> Brilliant. So it's a really cool idea for a drink. But yeah, again, something really simple to make. So if you learn how to make one of those, we'll bro- we'll definitely be doing one of them on this. Uh, if if we continue doing this sort of podcast based cocktail drinking, yeah, show. Uh, definitely that will be amongst the rotation because I know the person that wants that straight away. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, and again, it's easy. So It's easy, easy. And that, that's the other thing I want to point out is I want to make it so that these are all things anyone can make from home. Um, yeah, that's that's the interesting thing I picked up with this is it's like um, mm. only if you're going to go crazy hipster on it if, uh, is it difficult. Yeah. And even then, like, uh, like the painkiller we were talking about before, that is probably the most complex one I've made because it's got four or five ingredients in it. And even then... Yeah that's still easy it's just you need to have lots of different juices and things so yeah and that's it it's just having the right ingredients and putting them together and so you, it is all very easy to make from home um like the simple syrup like i couldn't find any simple syrup at the store so i was like well how do i make this oh it's, just it's one part water one part sugar just mix it together and boil it and put it over a low heat I'm like, oh, yeah that's easy and if you want to make one that's shelf stable just do two parts sugar to one water Oh, there and you go, then, even better. Yeah, and that won't need to live in the fridge then. And um, a lot of the older recipes kind of relied on that because they were like um, pre-refrigeration. Mm, <laughs> so, yeah. So a bunch of the older yeah. stuff that's just like, yeah, you use like a rich syrup, it's just a stronger... Syrup. Well, I use brown sugar in mine. Well, raw sugar, I should say, well, yeah. um, in mine because I don't buy white sugar for my coffees or anything like that. I only have raw sugar in the house. So <laughs> I was like, oh, I don't know if this is going to be the same, but it should be okay. Yeah, it'll do the job. It tastes alright. I mean, it's probably a little bit sweeter, if anything. Yeah, well, there you go. Yeah. But uh, what else could we talk about with these pod, uh, cocktails here? Like, I'm trying to think, like, is there anything that you've been looking forward to making that you haven't tried yet? I want to try Navy Grog. Navy Grog? <laughs> you problem- want to give me a rundown on what a Navy Grog is? Um, give me a moment to pull up the recipe, because the problem is that's okay. one that's like you need rum and a different rum and another different rum, and it's just like... It's oh, bit, it sounds it's like a, a bloody uh, zombie. It will, or well, yeah, it's probably not too far off it. Um, so the zombie's up. basically like multiple types of rum in, a, in one glass as well. Yeah, um, I'll pull up the how to drink recipe for it because though he hipsters everything up, so just be aware that this is like if you want to go a bit mm. crazy. And why have I lost the? I am misclicking so many times. There we go. <laughs> I'm just trying. I'm just trying to pause because it's a YouTube video, right? But he puts a recipe in the comments. So I'm just in trying the to description, load that yeah. Up. I'm just trying to load it up and just like pause. No, I've hit the fast forward to the next pay- video button. I don't want to do a Luxardo, whatever that is. All right. So <laughs> the how to drink one, which is a little bit hipsterish. So you know, take take this with a grain of salt. There's a simpler versions, but he uses um, three quarters of an ounce of lime juice, three yep. three quarters of an ounce of grapefruit juice. Wow. Um, one quarter of an ounce of demerara syrup, which is just a simple syrup with demerara sugar. Um, a quarter of an ounce of allspice dram. I don't know what that is, to be honest. Um, mm. And then he's used three different rums. So he's used an ounce of Smith and Cross, an ounce of Appleton Estate, and an ounce of English Harbour. Um, those are very specific ones. Again, he hips his things up and uses expensive yeah, they, stuff. Yeah, they are pretty specific. Yeah, yeah, I have Appleton Estate. I don't have... I haven't um, even seen either of the other two. Mm. But if I look like a different Navy Grog recipe, say... Sure. Let me see. There was another old Navy Grog sort of recipe. Like, it was some... Yeah, oh, the thing it? I've noticed is that, you know, it's it's typically, like... The, the sugar syrups and the grapefruit and the lime juices are all sort of the, the common threads here. Yeah. Like, diffidsguide.com has a pop-up that's covering the recipe as I try to read it. Thank you. Um, one shot of a light rum, one shot of an, a Caribbean blended aged rum, one shot of a navy rum, like the strong stuff, and then your dram, which is a liqueur, apparently. Then your demerara, a honey syrup, grapefruit juice, lime juice. It's just... Yeah. But, yeah, you can but- see, like, it's not it, complex to make it's just a lot a lot you've just got to yeah and that's i think half the the fun of well not so much fun but half the problem with making the um cocktails is just gathering all the ingredients yeah and then the problem you've got though is if you don't like anything you kind of stuck with having this ingredient yeah. in your house that you can't get rid of hence me balking at the red wine for the this sour until that opportunity exactly. arose but once that opportunity arose i had everything else because it's a simple drink so i just jumped at it and gone let me do the thing yeah 
Yeah, that's it. That's it. And now, now I'm buying you, red wine again. You're buying red wine again. Exactly. <laughs> well, the same with me, apparently. Um, Fun. I don't know if the rest of this bottle will get drunk, but I might at least have a couple more of these whiskey sours. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> um, the other thing I wanted to chat... So you've been doing these streams on Thursday nights now where you make a cocktail every Thursday night in your kitchen and yeah. you put it on stream. Yeah, I've been doing that for about a month before kicking off into a game or something, so... Yeah, yeah, and you've been going straight into Baldur's Gate as well, which I want to touch on as well because I'm a Baldur's Gate fan. Oh, yeah. But, like, is... How have you found the reactions to making the cocktails on stream, like, as you're getting ready it's, to stream proper? It's kind of interesting, because I've never really done just chatting as a stream category anyway, yep. because uh, it's one of those things where I'm at that point where I don't, I'm starting to gain a following, but I don't feel like mm-hmm. I have one to carry just chatting for a long time. Sure. So I sure. figure if I'm doing a cocktail, I can start testing the waters a bit on just chatting while I have a prepared topic slash here's here's something cool to do and um i mean typically the reactions have been um i mean the last one was probably the best one because i did the um oh what did i make on thursday it was the oh this is the one i can't uh kapiroski i think it was where it was like it's limes brown sugar not a syrup just sugar itself oh wow um and vodka and basically you put the lime you put the limes in your um shaker like you cut it into eighths, mm-hmm. put half a lime in, put in the two t- um, two heaped teaspoons of sugar, muddle it like you're doing a um, mojito. Yep. Then you add the ice and the vodka, shake that up, and then pop that in your thing. Cool. And that's it's quite that's nice. a few extra steps in there than just throwing it all in a shaker and shaking for a few seconds. Yeah, because instead, I mean, if you wanted to simplify it, you could just put sim- simple syrup and simple lime syrup, juice. Yeah. Cheat, cheat a little bit, yeah. Yeah, but like, because the muddling will get the lime juice, but you get a bit extra limey because you're shaking it with the lime in there. Yeah, yeah. Um, and that's like a really nice, um, I think it's a really good summer drink because it like instantly okay. cooled me down. Nice. Um, but that... That one, we started with that drink, talked a bit about different vodkas, because I'm like, I don't know much about vodka. Look, is this an okay, is, is the vodka I have an okay one kind of thing? <laughs> um, and actually I got the recommendation, like I was using Kettle One, I was at the end of the bottle, so I'm like, I need to get a new one soon anyway, so like, yeah. recommend me a better vodka. Now I've got a bottle of Grey Goose, so. Yeah, Grey Goose, um, I think, is pretty much the go-to cocktail vodka these days, Yeah, from what I understand anyway, because um, it is a little bit more on the upper echelons of vodka. But uh, you can get away with, like, a Kettle One or a Smirnoff, I reckon, anyway. Yeah. Just if, if you're just doing basic stuff at home, you don't need to go for the fanciest possible well, thing. The thing I keep seeing about vodka as well, and I, I'm inclined to agree, is that it's so neutral that it doesn't really matter unless you get something exactly. that's, like, super cheap and made in a bathtub kind of stuff. Yeah, which, yeah. Which I'm just like, Actually, no, I have, <laughs> bathtub is gin. I have a I have a uh, super cheap vodka story, and thankfully it wasn't me that was affected by this. Um, again, when I was living in Europe, um, we did a trip, uh, like a group of the exchange students, we did a trip into St. Petersburg, and one of the girls thought, you know, a few of us went out and we bought bottles of vodka, as you do, because we're in, hey, we're in Mother Russia, we've got to buy some vodka. Oh, yes. Um, but one of the girls, she bought like the cheapest brand, she didn't buy like a name brand, yeah, okay. and then she was puking blood that night, Ooh. and I was like, "Yeah, she went to the hospital. It was the scariest oh, no. shit." Yeah, yeah. Um, because the rest of us, like, like I bought a bottle of Smirnoff because it's a name brand. It's something I know. It's something I recognize. Yeah, I know I should be re- relatively safe drinking that. Um, and that was one of the biggest things when we were in Russia as well. Um, this is in two thousand one, so trying to know what was good there and trying to get honest answers out of some of the populace about yeah, what's safe luck. and things like that was yeah it's rough I, I don't know if things have improved much since 2001 but I'd like to hope so <laughs> I mean maybe because uh, one, one of my friends went last year because um, yeah. I think his brothers moved over there and uh, married a girl so he's living in Russia oh, nice. so, um, so he went and visited his brother and you know and he's a bit of a pisshead all the time anyway. And he brought back mm. a bottle of... I, I don't know what it's called because I couldn't read the bottle. Um, yeah. it, had, it had a duck on the bottle. So that immediately made me happy. Um, that should amuse but, you straight away. Yeah. But we had like we had a look at, at, the, um, at the thing and it was like six bucks. And I think it wasn't made in Russia, but it's like a super popular for, on like the really cheap one. Yep. I gave that a go and I'm like, it was utter rocket fuel. I mean, not didn't make anyone throw up blood. But 
yeah. or, or throw up at all. Which is yeah, a good, I mean, good baseline. pretty potent regardless but, over there anyway. Yeah, it, it was some strong stuff. I'm just like, I would mix this with things. I don't know about putting it in a cocktail, but holy crap, mm. that was... Um, it blew my head off. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah. They, I did get to try, like, one of the base finished vodkas that they sell over there. They call it white wine. That's how much they drink this stuff. Um, <laughs> Brilliant. But the one that I drank the most over there is called Coscan Cordova, and it does come in like a 40% range, but majority of them buy that in the 60% uh, okay. alcohol range. And holy shit, that stuff knocks you for six. And they sell it at an 80% as well. I was like, yeah, oh, I'm geez. not even game yeah, to no. try that. Um, but We're like they, like they shot it in summer, like barbecues and things like it's going out of fashion. I'm like, yeah, I'm, I'm, I, I've got to call it quits. Just, just give me some beer. I'll just stick with beer for the rest of the night. Thanks. Give <laughs> me something a little less dangerous. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm still young. I've just learnt my lesson from red wine. I can't go through this again. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so beautiful. yeah, so making this the pod, the making the cocktails on stream, and then you go. From what I've seen, you've mostly been going into Baldur's Gate. Straight um, after? Yeah, that's just because it's happened to be that time. So um, yeah. we were doing... Um, so we were initially doing that with the rest of the Inconsolables because it was mm-hmm. one of the few games we all got at launch. And yep. it was a, a four-player game. So like, okay, right, we'll just do co-op, all, yeah. all of us. We'll all stream it. We'll all put up the multi-links and all that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. And that's actually kind of what started me on the cocktail streams because I was starting to get the stuff together to do it. But the um, yep. I, my stream start time is 7 p.m. And mm-hmm. I, I think it was Mrs. L couldn't go until couldn't start until yeah, half she, past. Yeah, she's uh, up here in Queensland, so yeah. Yeah, so it wasn't half seven for her; it was half six. And so yep. it's like mm, daylight savings is screwing us, as usual. It constantly screws us. <laughs> it's the worst. Yeah, but it's, yeah. So it's just like okay, well, I need to stall for half an hour, or just do half an mm. hour of cocktail. Like all I needed to at that point, I was again already ramping up to start doing yep. some of that stuff. Anyway, I'd gotten like my tripod to attach my phone to. The only thing I hadn't done was like buy the app that lets me stream it from my phone to OBS yet. I'm like, all right, I'll yeah. just drop that thirty bucks and make it happen. Hey, so. and if you're getting use out of it, why not drop the money on it and keep doing it? Yeah, using it once a and- week, maybe more. <laughs> So. And it's working for you as well. Like it, it, I've tuned in a couple of times and watched you make some cocktails and had a chat with you. Yeah, it's been um, fun. I would have liked to have stuck around a little bit longer, but Thursday at night also happens to be my D&D night. So it's like, well, that was a yeah. good chat. See you later. I'm no, going to go play D&D now. Yeah, that's, that's fair. You do what you got to do, right? And yeah, um, it's yeah. funny because I've got another, another viewer in particular who I throw axes with each week too, which mm. we can talk more about soon if you want. But um, Yeah, yeah. But... Uh, Thursday is also her D&D night so she comes in after that and a lot of the time she misses the cocktail part and catches the border's gate half <laughs> um, <laughs> nice so, so that's kind of funny yeah so how um, do you how are you finding Baldur's gate overall um I mean it is obviously early access so there's not a lot well there is a lot well, that's in the that thing not early access but absolutely not true there's more in yeah. that game than I've seen in full releases um yeah exactly I'm loving it uh, I haven't mm-hmm. I was initially doing a lot of solo like offline as well until lately when like some of the other uh, i think paul in particular has just been super busy with work so kind of put the kibosh on the multiplayer streams yep. so i moved those solo that solo save file to continue that save on stream and like yep. twitch decide everything um which was a mistake uh, <laughs> so my current Kills that character pretty quickly huh? my current save file is in a situation where there's no winning <laughs> yeah like we've, we've killed the we've killed off the person who's supposed to who we our best lead for healing me mm. um i've killed off the second in command at the grove who took over because i mean that was my decision anyway i hated her um <laughs> and then i've killed off two of the party members who weren't mine so now i have this party makeup that is a cleric two wizards and a warlock because the other two are dead and I can't bring them back and ah. so it's like Twitch Twitch chat has and I mean I love it it's been hilarious but Twitch chat has been mm. trying to ruin me at, at not every turn they were kind this week uh, <laughs> but before that there was so much of just like yeah we're gonna just see how bad things can get in this game and the answer is it can always get worse yeah yeah that's it like i've basically my time with the game has been a lot of character creation because yeah that is a lot of fun and that's one of the best parts of these sorts of games um 
but also I've only really gotten outside of the starting area just a little bit. I found like the Druid Grove uh, where they get attacked by goblins. Um, and then I've found the guys um, that uh, uh, La from uh, Larian when he was, did the first like playthrough live oh, stream yeah, at like the, PAX um, back at the start of the year. Yeah, the ruins there, yeah. The ruins area, thank you. Um, yeah, so I was doing that multiplayer with um, someone else, and I was like, I'm just going to try and pickpocket this guy up on the ledge, and then I'll push him off. <laughs> I failed the pickpocket. Oh, so the fight started. And then I died, like, virtually immediately, because there was no Ooh. one else around me. <laughs> so it it earned very badly very quickly, but like I've been finding that um, even in chaos, you can sometimes get some winning situations. Oh yeah, it's it's beautiful how a lot of it, like how much they've taken into account and how much the systems mm. interplaying with each other allow you to do, even if like everything seems lost, it's not. Yeah, you can still it's not. There's there's, there's there's something else you can do. I mean, I haven't killed a character yet, but I, again, I haven't gotten super far just because I want to pace the amount I'm playing it until there's more content released because I know I'm going to get because they're going to do character wipes. It's, mostly yeah. my biggest problem and they're going to get to a point where i've done so much of the game and then my character gets wiped and i'm just going to lose all motivation for playing it at all yeah that's one I of my that. biggest concerns my, my but otherwise i love it it's so beautiful and it's everything i've wanted in a Baldur's gate game since Baldur's gate 2 back in it's early 2000s pretty much exactly what i expected when larian said they were doing Baldur's gate 3 i'm like this is yeah. going to be divinity plus Baldur's gate that's all i need yeah, um, yeah, it's and that's what I got. Literally D and D. It's it kind of is a five e point five. It's based on fifth ed, but there are some things that aren't quite there yet. Yeah, um, that's why I like uh, it's like a it's like I mean, almost a five access. and a half edition. Like it's 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 almost like third mm. three point five edition. It's it's kind of like a five point five edition because they're having to make changes in it to suit the gameplay. Yeah, universe. Um, yeah, that, it's it's really cool what they're doing though. That said, Larian, please let Mage Hand do things. Yeah, <laughs> like yeah. Uh, <laughs> I, it just like lets you throw things and shove people and stuff. I'm like, okay, I want to pull that lever. That's what I would have done in a in yeah. an actual D and D game. Yeah, yeah. I want it to pull a lever. I want it to open a box. I want it to set off a trap. Yeah, that's for me. So I don't pull. Yeah, I tried to make it pull a lever so that um because there were these goblins who had entrapped a bunch of giant spiders and I was like, okay, pull open lever, open door, spiders eat goblins, problem solved. Um, yeah. But the, the mage hand just kind of that's how I learnt the hard way that it doesn't do that because it just kind of walked up to it and then just kind of stood there and then I misclicked and slapped the the goblin guard next to it. I'm like, cool, oh, no. combat has begun. Oh no, because. Uh, yeah. I did notice there's like two major mage hands as well. There's like an invisible one and then there's a spectral one. Yeah, I think. Yeah, I think. As so. always, making. Yeah, I, I can't remember. I know unseen servant was in there too. I saw that. But um, yeah, it's. I'm looking forward to them adding some more spell options as well. I'll put it that way because there is some of them that are a little bit limited still. Yeah. Um, but they're again they're adding more and more each time. Like they did that major patch recently, which redid a whole bunch of cutscenes. Yeah, and added a whole bunch more effects and lighting fixed most changes, of the camera angle bugs and stuff like that. Yeah, um, yeah. So th they are fixing a lot of stuff. They're adding stuff. Yeah. I mean, before they did the uh, from hell stream, they oh, yeah. they said that it, us the the um, intellect of hour that you can get as a companion. Like they only made that character and implemented it two three weeks before that from hell stream. So oh, literally, wow. that character's only been in the game for two months yeah. uh, before early access, which is incredible that's that they insane. managed to put that much data of one character in to the game. Um, yeah, it shows how hard they're working. Um, and it's one of those things mm. where, like, you know, they announced that one-week delay to the early access, and people are like, how much can they fix in a week? I'm like, look, I'm a coder. You'd be surprised. <laughs> There's a lot they could fix in a week. It is always more along the lines of, like, oh, but it's... Now you're moving it from the week before a long weekend to just after a long weekend mm, that was yeah. my only downside i was like ah, 
like I was gonna yeah, play all that's, weekend. That's fair. I'd I'd planned it for like my stream for that week, and I'm just like, cool, because I was wrapping up on Darkest Dungeon because yeah, I have never finished that game, and every time I play, it, I get to the same point, and start getting wrecked, and it's like I need a break from this. It's too stressful. <laughs> I'm like, okay, Border Skate, Border Skate will be the change. Oh, it got delayed oh, a week. He we got away a week. I'm just gonna play Hades this week, then deal with it. Yeah, that's uh, it. And Hades is, yeah. you know, getting some rave reviews and things like I'm, that. I'm loving Hades. Yeah, um, it's one of those games I'm looking at picking up eventually. Yeah. It's just, I've got to find the time to play it between work and everything else and all the other games coming out. I'm just like, oh, God. That's kind of the eternal can't. problem, isn't it? It is. It is. And it only gets worse as you get older and everything like that because your body just just can't keep up so you're tired all the time as well and you're like i yeah. don't want to do that anymore i just want to go to bed yeah, it's like six more coffees that's fine <laughs> that's it that's all right i'll make four espresso martinis you've got, this. <laughs> you've got that you only need that one coffee pod to do it yeah uh, <laughs> now you mentioned the axe throwing before as well like you yes. do that regularly every week um, every week i'm actually in a league so um, yep. so that's that's fun and it's it's interesting when whenever i explain this people are like oh yeah that's an interesting hobby i'm like uh, no i do it competitively like yes mm. it's a hobby but it, it's, it's actually hobby. competitive and i did reach yeah. i did reach nationals last year oh congratulations um, thank you i didn't get very far through it but <laughs> hey, yeah doing a hell of a lot better than me i mean i've been axe throwing <laughs> once and I, I did that on a date and she kicked my ass um yeah fair i didn't i didn't even let her win she she just legitimately she just beat me yeah <laughs> <laughs> yeah no it's um it's it's a lot of fun it's kind of this thing mm. where i'm like slowly slowly oh i was gonna say slowly improving but at the same point lately i've really lifted my game because i finally got a chance to actually practice a bit so i can yeah. actually like try changing my throw a bit rather than changing my throw during a league match and be like okay i'm not sticking axes i'm scoring zeros this sucks and it's yeah, like yeah. if you do it in practice that's you know you can change things it doesn't matter yeah yeah uh, because if you bounce so, an axe, it's worth nothing. So how? So you do that. So you've got a competitive night you go to every week. I, I, yeah. I understand. And then, you, so then you just do another practice night, another night of the week. Yeah, they've they've opened practices on like Monday nights at the moment. So okay, I've cool. been been doing that though. Um, there's been question marks about whether that'll continue just because they're looking at um changing the sit moving venues in Sydney. So it's one of those that they might put that to the side a bit while they do the move and then afterwards return to it. So yeah. Yeah. So now, my understanding with all the axe throwing places is they've all got pun-based axe names. What's the one that you go to? Is called Maniacs. Maniacs. There it is. Yep. There, there it is. is. I, I I think it's Lumberpunks is the one here on the Gold Coast. Oh uh, yeah. There there is. I don't know. Where, uh, I think it might be Brisbane. There is Ma Maniacs has a bunch of um branches yeah. open over Australia. I think they're their queensland one's actually brisbane so yeah yeah it's, it's um i'm just gonna do a yeah, quick Google. that's right because that's where they're that's where their wild card for nationals yes. was last year yeah yeah and so you, there's lumberpunks is one on the gold coast and one in brisbane there's another one called 13 axes in brisbane and there's another one called maniacs in brisbane yeah so yeah, yeah. i'll throw it with maniacs because we've got the one in sydney there's the um there's the one in brisbane i think there's mm. one in melbourne which i mean hasn't been doing much lately because their bigger lockdowns and everything of course yep i think there's one in adelaide and i think they were looking at getting one in perth and i don't know about oh, Tassie wow. yet so like yeah they've yeah. Been really been expanding because we um they also kind of went and joined so, the international axe throwing federation so oh, okay and that's so they kind of run the national league you'd, you'd say here in australia you reckon or kind of that's kind of how um how i was able to like enter the nationals last year mm -hmm. because what they have is um and in terms of like international leagues there are two big companies that will it's almost like different forms of it right so you've got the international axe throwing federation which renamed themselves to international last year um yep. it used to be just national <laughs> and america <laughs> america centric as usual um and they have um wattle w-a-t-l and i don't know what the w stands for um but that's like the other um the other co they have like different targets yep. and different axe rules and all that kind of like different different weight limits size limits different distance to throw different target that kind of stuff mm -hmm. so um but we're like iatf affiliated and then it's like okay if you've um you get the thing called championship points based off your league standings for each season you play in and then yep. they get tallied up at the end of the year and then the top x number from each venue get to compete in their nationals and then ah, the top cool. 
X numbers from those nationals get to go compete in the international tournament in Canada. Wow. So, um, yeah, I didn't make it to Canada. Um, <laughs> but I did top our venue score for the Big Axe last year. Ah, awesome. Which, um, the Big Axe is typically used for tiebreakers. So, yep. Yeah. Um, and that That's is... Cool. Yeah, you normally throw a hatchet and maybe, mm. maybe like your forearm length about at, at most. And then your Big yeah. Axe is more like your fireman axe tree chopping thing. Yep. Yeah, because I yeah, because the ones I remember, I think the hatchet, the the forearm length one used. So they had that, and then they had the little, uh, smaller axes for when I went and did it. And like yeah, yeah. I think we ended up just using the smaller axes for the most part, just because you could have got more throws in a certain you know yeah. It, it just felt like you're doing more, more than just one throw, and then oh okay, I've thrown the big axe, and you walk over, pull it out. You're flowing five times in a row, and then you go over and grab them all. Oh, yeah. And I feel like it's throw once, collect it, throw once, collect it. But it is five yep. per round. And yep. then you have three rounds per match. And if you're tired at the end of the match, that's when you go to the big axes, which goes uh, okay. as long as it needs to. <laughs> until so. you tie. Until you break that tie, basically, yeah. Yeah. Or until uh, you're too cool. tired to keep throwing and you just go, fuck it, you win. It's fine. <laughs> 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 now we are recording this as well on November the seventh. Next gen consoles are less than a week away now. Yeah, like three days till the Xbox Series X, and you know five until the PlayStation uh, Five. Yeah, you picking any up at launch? Uh, I've getting a PS Five at launch. Nice. Yeah. You managed to you managed to get that on the I've on the pre order. I've got a day one pre order. I've paid it off. Nice. I've traded in a bunch of my PS Four stuff that I never touch anymore cool so just picking it up in demon souls remake so nice um, so it's something to look forward to for this week yeah um that's gonna yeah. be replacing Baldur's gate on stream actually oh well, there you go well, perfect I, I kind of half built the twitch off me playing souls like so you know it'd be silly not to yeah. go to demon souls remake yeah 100 percent, 100 percent. now also are you taking any time off work for consoles i hear a few people Namely, one Brendan 8-Bit's taking the whole week off this week and he's not even getting Series X on day one. <laughs> um, I was considering taking a day or two off so that I could do like a long stream thing for Demon Souls, but I've just got so much other stuff landing on the weekend that I wouldn't even be able to do that. So yep. I'm not taking time off. Plus, I'm working from home anyway. So I'll, yeah, kind yeah, of like, I'll go pick up the, the, ga- uh, the, the machine on my lunch break. I'll set it up to do all its downloads and updates and all that kind of crap Get ready while to I'm go, working. yeah. And then between work and stream time, just go and make sure that all the rest of the tech runs. That's it. That's so. it. Unfortunately, I, I mean, I'm going to assume you haven't got one of those beefy 4K Elgados nah. like capture cards. No, nah, not a, not a 4K one. Because what are they now? Are they still like three, four hundred bucks for one of those capture uh, cards? Something obscene like that. It's it's ridiculous. Something it's like, well, justify. I'm not upgrading mine. Well, that's <laughs> half the console. Yeah. Yeah, I, it's like I could buy a whole console for that. Why would I? Yeah, I'm, I just can't justify that. And then Australian internet doesn't let us stream at 4K anyway. Yeah, so it's so, <laughs> actually pointless unless I was just capturing yeah. 4K footage for other stuff. But were you picking up one or? I so when the PlayStation Five pre-orders were announced, I was already at work because oh, it was like yeah. 6 a.m. I think when the stream started at like 6 a.m. Australian time. And I was out the door at like 10 past 6 to go to work because I had to be yeah. on site ridiculously early that morning. Uh, and then I'd finished my first job for the day and I was looking at, you know, Twitter and stuff like that before driving on to the next job. And I was like, oh, PlayStation, oh, PlayStation 5 pre-orders. Oh, it's already sold out. Yeah. So I missed that completely. And then the whole Xbox thing, uh, because everyone knew when they were going to pre-orders, everyone decided, I'm going to be all online at the same time. Yeah. So I missed out on that as well. And I, I just got to the point after about five minutes of trying to process the order and everything, I was like, you know what? It's clearly not meant to be. I'll just wait till next year. That's fair. There's nothing I'm dying to play at launch anyway. Um, and everything that... Pretty much the only game that at launch I'm interested in is Miles Morales, and it's available on PS4. Yeah, that's, that's so fair. So I, I don't really need to go out of my way to uh get a new console just yet yeah i, I got super lucky because like yeah i've been working from home due to covid and mm. stuff and while they're starting to you know return to the office and everything um i have a um, degree of autoimmune issues so yep. um they're allowing me to work home from home full time as opposed to everyone else has to do two days in the office uh, yeah but i've been lucky just kind of i've rolled out of bed 
got over, uh, walked to my desk, saw like the tweets first that are just like, hey, the pre-orders are up. I'm just like, all right, cool. Hit the button. Didn't have any waits, nothing like that. Mm. I just got like super lucky and sailed through the whole process. Wow. Um, yeah, that is lucky. Yeah. And with the Xbox, I'm like, well, I'll just play those exclusives on my PC. I'm good to go. Yeah, 100%. And why not? More power to you. Like, no th- I think that's one of the good things that Xbox is doing. Like, you just get Game Pass on PC. It's like, cool, I can get it all on PC. If you haven't got a top-of-the-line gaming PC, you can buy a 700 and Well, you don't even have to buy the $700 console. You buy the $500 one with the Series yeah. S, and you can still play all those games and get them at pretty bloody good quality graphics-wise as well. Yeah, exactly. And my next my next big purchase, once, um, once again, stock and pre-orders and stuff get sorted out, is a 3080 for me. Yeah. PC. So. Well, that's it. I'm looking at a 3070 for mine because I'm still running a 1070 in my PC. Yeah, I'm on a 1080. So <laughs> yeah, so it's like yeah, it's time to upgrade the PC. I've I've got plans to do a full rebuild, but it's like ah, oh, console first, PC first. I don't know. I'll yeah. work that out as I get closer to it. Yeah, I'm just like I'll but, grab uh, the one with the exclusives, so I can still have access to all the games. And if yeah. I have to start turning down graphics qualities on the PC, I can do that for now. Yeah, like I've I had can to, deal with that. I've had to do that for Monster Hunter for a while anyway, because I'm like, that can't yeah. run that in 4K and 60 mm. frames a second off this thing. I haven't got a 4K monitor anyway, so I'm like, eh. Yeah, fair. I mean, I could go hook it up to a t- my TV, but uh, I'm too lazy to take it all that downstairs to the living room and do all that. I'm quite happy doing everything in the office. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah, yeah. It's all about what makes sense for the person, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. So, also, I wanted to chat to you just a little bit about inconsolables. Oh, yes. That's a thing. It's a thing. (laughs) (laughs) You do. You do that with some wonderful people. Do you want to run off some names? So, do that with uh, Paul, also known as Thundermace. uh, Thundermace Oz, if you're looking for him on Twitter, because someone took his username, because Twitter is Twitter. Um, That's Twitter. Yeah, that's Twitter. So, um, Paul and I started that years ago. Um, and mm-hmm. then over time, we've just added more to the roster. So we added Sammy Deej, uh, Music Maestro, and Crazy Crazy Man. Um, and then <laughs> and then more recently, like late... Uh, actually, it was about PAX last year when we um, added Mrs. Lante as a full-time yep. um, cast member, I guess. Mm. So, um, yeah, and we basically just rail against the game industry doing bullshit things. Yeah, I, 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 listen, I listen every now and then, and I'm like, wow, you guys do not hold back. <laughs> That's, well, I mean, my entire thought is, like, I'm going to say what I think about what you're doing, mm. and if what you're doing is shit, I'm going to say that. Oh, 100%. Um, so it's one of those that's like, uh, I mean, I went into it with the with the entire mindset of I'm probably not going to get things like sponsorships anyway, so, like, there's no yeah. point trying to, like, um, what's the word? Hold back. Yeah, not even that. So I'm not going to try and... Um, no, the words escaped me. I'm not gonna try. I'm, I'm not gonna try and I don't know. Um, no, <laughs> the word appease? is completely gone. You, you don't want to appease them. I'm not or gonna try and yeah. appease to them. I'm not gonna try and suck up to them. Anything like that. Yeah. There, there is a smarter, bigger word I was trying to think of, but it's gone. Um, That's all right. But yeah, you, you see what I'm getting at. So it's like lately, lately, CD Projekt Red has been in in our sites like every week with their crunches and delays and mm. continued crunches and oh dear. Oh dear! <laughs> it's one of those where it's just like this week. I'm just like, please, City Project Red, don't do anything at all. Just don't do anything because I want a week where I don't have to talk with say those words in that order. You don't have to give them hell for something that yeah yeah. There's a lot of people over there that are suffering at the moment or working through it and trying their best to get this thing done. Yeah, well, that's that's the other thing, though. It's like, we, we'll rail against the companies, but again, it's things mm-hmm. like, look, if people are setting death threats to them like they are to CD Projekt Red people at the moment, no. That's, that's kind of shitty. No, yeah. and direct it at the top because it's them who are making the decisions, not the poor mm. not the poor bastard who's stuck there coding who hasn't seen his family for six months. Exactly, I mean, I've exactly. Been, I've been in crunch before and it was only for two weeks, but that was a hellish two weeks. Yeah. Oh man, I not exactly crunch. I've I've done crunch situations with work projects before, but even just as recent as last week, I did on call. And oh god, yeah. Also last week, we just happened to have a storm every single night of the week here in Queensland. So that involved yeah. me getting called out every single night of the week. Like I literally got home from Toowoomba at no, sorry, not Toowoomba, from north side of Brisbane at 1am and I had to be up at 6am to drive to Toowoomba the next morning. Oh, beautiful. That's yeah. that's what you yeah. want. 
So yeah. it was it was a rough rough week uh, to say the least. Like even last Sunday, I got twelve hours late um, time booked. Yeah, Just, yeah. It was oh. it was a really rough week. So like it adds up. I understand crunch as well yeah. from a different side of things. Yeah, um, I've, I've done the almost live in the office thing for a couple of weeks. So, yeah, yeah. It's because I'm a code yeah. monkey for um for my day job so it's just like yeah. yeah cool i know exactly what they're going through it's just i'm on a much smaller scale than they are exactly yeah and it's the same with projects i've been there with projects like every company every sort of industry has their little project things which everyone does a little bit of crunch but it's still not a good thing yeah and um, when you're doing extended periods of it like these poor suckers are i shouldn't say suckers but these poor people are yeah <laughs> um, yeah, yeah it's not, it's, their, it's fault not that cool. their management aren't like giving yeah. them reasonable deadlines and and that's the thing right like for in my case my crunch was probably six or seven years ago now and since then like my my bosses at that point realized hey he's making a lot of mistakes probably because he's not resting yeah and, and even then like we've had a few changes in management since and all that kind of stuff you know companies get bought by other companies etc etc and mm-hmm. um you know it's very rare that anyone gets asked to do overtime now unless things are absolutely dire and even then no yeah. more than two days generally just because um no yeah i average probably about four to five hours overtime a week still um oh, that's no good and then then travel on top of that so when i'm doing extended travel but yeah. even then that's 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 pretty standard in a service trade yeah um so it's not too bad it's and that that extra three four hours whatever it ends up being that's like an extra two hundred dollars in my pocket at the end of it like, it's not like i'm oh, yeah. I'm, get, I'm not getting compensated for it yeah see in my case if i wasn't getting compensated for it i'd be like yeah fuck you i'm not doing this yeah, <laughs> yeah in my case it's time in lieu but i don't quite get all yeah. of it so it's like it's not worth it to do it either oh yeah so in that it's, case it's not yeah i mean i did take like after that big crunch for a certain app years and years ago um i did take like a week straight off and then like immediately just burnt my loo time and spent probably two days of that just sleeping yeah yeah (laughs) see my last project crunch i got like i was getting paid i was doing that much overtime we're doing like 70 hour weeks but i was doing that much overtime and getting paid for it that i was getting like paid two and a half three grand a week oh jeez. oh yeah yeah, so I put a lot of money into savings and I spent a lot of money on some cool stuff because um, yeah. it, it was adding up pretty quickly the amount of hours we were putting in. There was one period where we did like, um, it was right before Easter, we did, it would have been like, I'd say 11 days straight. Jeez. The only reason yeah. we didn't do more is because that went straight onto Easter long weekend. So the Thursday, oh, oh, sorry, the Friday, yeah. Saturday, Sunday monday we were a long weekend so we didn't work any of that yeah um but yeah it was yeah i that was a few years ago now but that was brutal absolutely brutal yeah not good yeah not good but that's kind of why i've been rallying so hard against crunch because i'm just like i've been there i know what it's like i can't imagine what it's like for more than two weeks yeah the only thing i can say that's one one of the good things with that is that they're getting properly compensated yeah um poland's laws require them to be properly compensated so that's the only good thing out of that. I, I don't agree with them having to be mandatory Saturday working days, yeah, but at least they're being financially compensated for it, which is the main thing. Yeah. Yeah. So, Andrew, I think we might look at wrapping this bad boy up. Uh, is there anything that's else good. you want to throw out there to the people? Don't crunch. Don't be. Don't shared. crunch. <laughs> <laughs> don't don't send death threats to developers if they don't if if they don't decide to delay their game um dread yep. dread the yellow background um yep. actually i love the i love the jokes other companies have been putting out with their yellow background text just to piss sake i think the guilty gear one was my favorite i can't remember the exact wording it was like this is an announcement that guilty guilty gear is a game or something along those it lines it was the most like that yeah basic thing just saying yeah it's just put it um, on that yellow background my discord sent me one about payday actually where they went oh this. really yeah because i mean i've been playing lots of payday 2 again lately too here we go hello heisters today we're announcing that you can play payday 2 right now we also decided to put this on a yellow background keep those targets <laughs> flying regards payday twitter man <laughs> <laughs> just, just what 
Well, uh, hey, it's making for some interesting memes on Twitter, at least, and I'm sure we're going to see more of it as well in the near future, even when the release date comes out. The next time I have to delay a stream or something, I'll put it on a yellow background. Yeah, 100%. 100%. (laughs) Nice big duck logo in the corner and everything for you as well. Yeah. (laughs) Well, thanks very much for joining me, man, and for having a chat and a hangout. And it's awesome to... You know, just chill back and have a chat and a drink and just talk, shoot some shit. Yeah, it's been good um, to finally catch up. Yeah, that too, that too, because we've been trying to organise this for a little while now. Um, uh, where can people find you on Twitter? So, you can find me at Kalgar, that's K-A-L-G-A-R, that's both on Twitter and Twitch. Um, mm-hmm. And if you're interested in inconsolable stuff, that'd be Inconsolables AU, though I'm trying to get more happening on the Twitter there, but being across multiple Twitters and things is a bit rough, so... Um, and the pod the podcast is out every week as well so tune in and listen to all those wonderful people and listen to them railroad developers about crunch yeah Um, pretty much so much so much anger it's a great like venting spot really it's the only reason we're your functioning members of society yeah just scream into the void about stuff (laughs) awesome awesome well again thank you very much for joining me you can find me benny at the spawny 13 on twitter um check out everything that we are 8-bit's doing at we are 8-bit on twitter um yeah thank you so much again andrew it's been an absolute pleasure uh thank you for introducing me to the new york sour because i've never had one before uh delicious yeah, drink was. and i hey guys if let us know if you make one at home and you know send us your photos show us how you went with them as well that'd be really cool yeah please um, do yeah, because I'd like to see some more of these things because um, that was actually really fun making it and getting that float just sitting there right was really cool. It's really um, satisfying. Super satisfying. So I hope you all find it super satisfying as well. But uh, until next time, 8-Bit Nation, peace, love and hugs, and as always, stay hungry. Bye.